0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart.
1: Welcome to the Great Iron Blitz, It's 438 in the house, Oscar Lopez, uh, followed uh, in about an hour or so by the Oracle of Women's Tackle Football, that would be Mark Simone, a.k.a. the backseat coach, and Coach Terry Lister, which will be in the house. We're going to be breaking down everything WFA today, Women's Football Lions 2023. We're going to talk to three amazing superstars that are going to be competing in the 2023 WFA season, Uh, and then we're going to dive into the WFA Pro American uh, predictions and matchups. Uh, if you did miss our podcast last uh, podcast, 4:37, we got the breakdown of the uh, WFA Pro National Mark uh, breakdown plus D2 uh, matchups that we are we were keying in on. Then on top of that, we also had 4:36 uh, Grace Cooper in the house, and then Coach uh, Soho um, uh, breaking down WNFC. 2023, the first matchup, which is Denver versus uh, the Houston um, Man Bus. So if you missed any of those episodes, head on back and uh, replay them on Sprecher, by iHeart, on Apple, or on Spotify. Appreciate that. Um, If you are inclined, give us a cool five-star rating on any of the platforms that you uh, listen to. Really appreciate that. Helps us out with the algorithm, bringing more attention to women's tackle football in terms of all the major platforms and uh, bumping up to our podcast. Uh, we want to go to the top 100 in the uh, platforms, so in order for us to get there, everybody's going to have to do their part and kind of spread the word, share our podcast, uh, give us some high ratings, and that's how you get to the top there. So thanks you, everybody, who's done that already. Appreciate that. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. All right, so today, big show, two hours of the extravaganza, as always, every week Tuesday. Uh, You can always go to The Hub if you miss anything that's happening in the women's game from the best network on the planet. That is us at The Hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties. You get the lowdown on everything that's happening in women's tackle football right there at The Hub every day, weekly, uh, updates as well, and in-season breakdowns as well. So check it out right now. Span uh, in Spain. we got the last week going in, week five, and then week six this weekend. A lot of action in Liga Elita, Monterey down south. Then we're going to get into Lexfa in a couple weeks here, plus WNFC April 1st uh, on VIRE Sports. Then we're going to go into deeper into April, uh, in April, and then we're going to dive into, like, Germany, uh, UK with the NWFL. Then we're also going to dive into uh, April 22nd, the first week of the WFA um, uh, weekend. So April 22nd, that's when the, the week is going to be. So today we are going to have three superstars in the house. We have Le- uh, Leilani Kamal coming in here, going to talk about the breakthrough documentary that she's uh, a part of. We're also a uh, D2 WFA champion, plus uh, national wrestling champion, plus the opportunity with the NIA co- college scholarships. We're also going to dive into Amber Marcuschi, uh discussing her journey playing in Nevada last uh, last season. Now her return to the WFA 2023, it will be with the Cali War. And then we're going to have Lois Cook, the infla- TikTok influencer, as well as XFL Defender, uh, you know, girl uh, partnership in D.C., plus Divas 2023. We'll dive into that as well. So um, lots to talk about in the next two hours, including, like I said, Terry Lister and also Mark Simone coming in here. Uh, giving us the lowdown on the Pro-American uh, WFA Pro 2023 matchup. So let's start, uh, just do the rewind here. Let's start with, uh, let me just get set up here, because we have to dive into the uh, Week 4 XFL. And then uh, Week 4 XFL, so uh, if you've watched the XFL so far this this year, pretty exciting. If you're a St. Louis uh, Battlehawks fan, more exciting than anything, because obviously the Rams left. Now you got a brand new team. So the early going of the season, uh, a lot of close finishes, exciting matchups like in San Diego, uh, and I mean San Antonio, Seattle, kind of remerging here. So this weekend, a bit of a little bit of a different turn, as the Roughnecks routed the Guardians for the second time, and then the Battlehawks rolled by 13 in front of 40,000 fans, uh, and DC the Defenders destroyed Vegas by 14. So built another series of, you know, pretty much really exciting games. Uh, the most exciting one probably, uh, which we'll talk to Lois about, it's is that beer snake. Everybody's doing the beer snake. That was uh, created over in D.C. So it was really, really, really cool. But uh, Houston gets the win, 44-16. to 16. Uh, The initial uh, game of the weekend was a rematch of week one as the uh, Roughnecks uh, took control and, and and basically were just routing 33-12 to 12. Basically, that was the first. So another uh, another thing took place on Saturday night, and it took pretty much the same. It has been an eventual week for the home team, aside from uh, Dormani, the quarterback that gave out the playbook for the Guardians. The Guardians are owned for. They traded for uh, offensive lineman T.J. Stormont, signed quarterback Quinton Flowers, and activated running back Devin Darrington from the injured reserve. So it might help them. Uh, Coach Buckley, has remained uh, upbeat about realistic and stressed during the week because uh, of the number of penalties uh, that happen. But for the second time in four games, the Guardians committed 13 of those penalties. So they're not playing disciplined football. They're really not in tune with what's going on. I think it's more of a coaching issue in my, in my, in my book. I think he's just lost the group, basically, and doesn't have any much control of it. So. But uh, on the other side, the Rednecks, uh, the Roughnecks, I meant, uh, needed assistance pushing the boat off the dock. It would be the first game all year. Houston got the ball first. Uh, then it would just, right after that, Brandon, uh, Brandon Silver's immediately started hanging up uh, basically just dimes. And so, um, you know, the rough Roughnecks are the team to beat. I mean, there's there's just no question here. It's just, it's just a matter of time here. So uh, Silver finished the day 24 for 30 for a cool 239 and three scores. Uh, Lynch was solid for Orlando, too, with a season high of 267. And if you're playing on price picks, uh, you pretty much, if you went over the yardage amount for these two quarterbacks, uh, I think it was 2 dollars th- two for one of them and 2 two fifteen for the other. So you basically banked. If you had a two, two for two, you uh, 25 times your money. So check it out on price picks. If you guys aren't playing price picks, I would recommend go play price pick, get some money, click dough, uh, especially if you know uh, more or less on props. So Orlando must be thrilled to have seen the last of the Houston for this year. The Roughnecks have rolled them twice, outscoring them 77 to 28 in the process. So that game was just basically one-sided. Uh, the other game was Seattle Sea Dragons taking on Santa, uh, San Antonio Brahmas. Brahmas have played tough all year. Unfortunately, they just can't finish. That's the point. After a 60-point appetizer on uh, Saturday night, the main course served up 21. It felt like. Uh, Everybody was just, you know, having a great time in terms of the Sea Dragons. The Sea Dragons, known to this point for the offense, flipped the narrative and won at home with defense. Seattle scored, uh, scored a, a record at two and two after opening with a one and two punch of heartbreaking losses. The Brahmas, who could easily be four and zero instead are one and three, and this is what I'm saying, they they have a good squad. It just seems that they can't hold leads, and they give up leads. And so that their one and three record really is is that it, it should not be that basically that's what I'm trying to say it should be four and zero oh, and it's just not happening for them so I feel bad for them uh, the pass game stayed safe but not explosive and that's the problem uh, Jack McCone completed twenty twenty passes but for only 189 yards and ran the ran the game and so Cohen himself was a team leader in that department with two carries for nine yards so really non-existent in terms of the run game so. Uh, I mean, this is this is an issue in San Antonio where they could have they could have easily been, you know, like St. Louis where the fans would have been excited, four and zero start. But uh, San Antonio's defense has also done a, a nice job, but they just offensively they cannot muster points, and so this is this is a problem. Uh, Seattle came into the matchup uh, as the number two offense in every category, and only managed fifteen points while line four sacks. So. The defense on San Antonio did their job. Unfortunately, offensively, they're not doing a good job. And so there you go. San Antonio falls to one and three. On Sunday, the Battlehawks, 24-11, kind of a shocker considering uh, you would think uh, Arlington would have played a, a little better ball considering their weapons that they have. But pity for the uh, Renegades uh, needing a win to remain above 500. They were hurled into the mouth of a roaring volcano, which was a sold-out uh, dome in St. Louis. It was 40,000 fans in St. Louis. I mean, ready for this matchup. They're supporting this team really, really cool. Uh, you even had Aussie Smith uh, with uh, with uh, Danny Garcia with a game ball as part of the first pro football game in the city in about I don't know 1,100 1,100 days. So the connections between Arlington two and two and St. Louis three and one go far beyond the uh, 20, 2011 World Series. Uh, So it was really nice to see St. Louis kind of like just hyped up for this game. And also St. Louis just, you know, they're just giddy for this team right now. And then uh, shout out to the St. Louis Slam. If you're on our Facebook, uh, Taylor Hay and uh, Jamie Gall and uh, the Slam got the opportunity to meet Danny Garcia of the XFL. So maybe they can start building a nice relationship there in terms of sponsorships and everything else that's happening. Uh, for the slam in terms of WFA Pro. So shout out to them. Uh, you can catch it right there at the hub at facebook.com for beauties And so really good matchup there as well. But uh, overall, it was the St. Louis Battlehawks 24, Ellington 11. That was a really good matchup game. And if you, you need to watch the highlights, go to XFL, and you can go watch it right there on YouTube. The last game, uh, is DC Defenders 32, Vipers 18. Two words, Beer Snake, which we're going to talk to Lois Cook about it. That's when she comes here in the second hour. But, uh, man, what, what a game. Um, this, this defender team has been playing really good ball. And uh, so this was a rematch of week two, which was won by DC 18-6. to And so this time around, uh, same situation happened here. They just um, The defenders, just much better team. Uh, it was uh, Jen Walter and Lois Cook right there at the hobby. You get the picture there. Both meeting up before the game started. So it was really, really exciting uh the the Vegas Vipers I think will probably go to San Diego at this point but we'll see what happens uh it could be you know a situation where they'll go to they'll go to San Diego if if they can't get the fanfare in Vegas so so the Defenders and Roughnecks remain undefeated doing so in two different ways one by land and and the other one by air both face difficult road tests this week in co- this coming week they remain on a collision course for a Monday night showdown on March 27th at Audi Field which we'll talk to Lois Cook about because that's going to be rad mad for the D.C. defenders. Currently, the league is uh, sporting those two 4-0 teams, two 0-4 teams and a big knotted mess of chaotic. Anything can happen from the other four entrants. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting week coming up here for uh, XFL week five. So keep tabs at the hub, facebook.com, slash Beauties, and then uh, we'll keep tabs on that. So, Pretty exciting week for XFL. And if you're on Twitter, you can follow us on, um, at Great Hour Beauty on Twitter. All the lowdown happening with all the XFL accounts that we follow and get the lowdown right there in terms of free agency as well for the NFL free agency period. Uh, we haven't talked about that on the show, and we probably won't for for a lot of reasons, but uh, you can always get your lowdown and NFL fix on free agency right there. So we're going to go into the huddle, the Zazzle huddle. And if you guys haven't gone to Zazzle, Zazzle.com forward slash Grand Beauty, so that's the place to be. Uh, the number one shop with women's tackle football uh, accessories for over 10 years. Thanks to Zazzle for being our partner. They're powering the uh, Great Iron Blitz podcast as well. So check out our Zazzle shop. Uh, Pretty cool stuff for under $25. uh, Hoodies under $30. And you can get pretty much other gifts and stuff at Zazzle.com, including Marvel, DC, uh, Disney, everything else right there at Zazzle.com. So if you're not inclined to buy anything from our store, no big deal. Head to Zazzle.com and check out all the other cool stuff that uh, a lot of amazing creators create on Zazzle.com. All right, let's go into the huddle and let's bring in the talented Leilani Kamal from the uh, Mile High Blaze and D2 WFA champion, uh, national wrestling champion, and and uh, in the future here, uh, flag superstar as well. So, Leilani, how are you doing today?
2: Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs>
1: So I'm doing great, thanks for making the time for us. I really appreciate you coming on today for having me. no problem uh Lonnie, let's start off with this this uh this breakthrough documentary uh that I was reading about and then we had kind of looked into uh so pretty pretty cool uh women changing the game I believe it's a series um so can you speak to a little bit about that?
2: yeah, so breakthrough women changing the game it's a six part series so there'll be uh six episodes airing um every Monday night on insight t v um I'm not too sure about the other platforms, but it's basically um it's like a documentary series that follows myself um and three other um women and just like talking about face the challenges we faced over um this last year it was filmed this last year in um twenty twenty two And just follow um, the camera crews, followed us around for a couple months. And just um, we wanted to show everyone just the gender discrimination that we face and the different competitions that are um, different levels of professional sports that we're playing um, and just kind of the hardships that we go through as women playing at this high level in these sports that are seen as male dominated or just.
1: So, Leilani, uh, how was that? Was that like different for you uh, to wake up and you got cameras in your face or people recording you on a daily basis?
2: Yeah, so it was really hard to get used to. I'm definitely a shy person. Um, I'm not someone to that likes to be the center of attention and
0: mm-hmm. to
2: put myself out there. And <laughs> which would probably be surprising with all the stuff that's been happening, but it's true and especially with all the camera could follow me around. Uh, yeah, waking up, doing my different workout routines and doing my games and stuff, just having the camera right next to my face was definitely different and <laughs> not something I'm used to. And it took a while to warm up. I tried to push myself out of my comfort zone, and that was really – it was really difficult, but it was really exciting to film. And – yeah, the crew, the crew that I had specifically, they were, they're really great at getting me out of my shell and helping me to feel comfortable. So that definitely played a huge part in, um, the way that, it was filmed.
1: Now, Lonnie, uh let's uh, let's uh, give the audience a little uh, tidbit on it. So you are doing, you were doing wrestling, right? You were doing Malai Blaze. Uh, what other things were you doing in, the, in that? They're going to be able to see in that documentary that, you know, kind of like a little tidbit.
2: Um. At the time, so it'll go through my football, my junior football season, um, mm-hmm. in high school with my Vista football team, um, where I was playing with the guys, and then it will also go through my Mile High Blaze season, um, which would be which would have been my second year, um, playing with the Blaze, and then also a bit of my junior year wrestling season. Um, just a little snapshot of that. More, it's more focused towards um, my football career
1: now you got an opportunity uh you've been in mile high for a while right uh the goal has always to been you know to arrive in canton you're able to m- make that a dream come true so how hard was it to work up to that and how hard was it to, was it to actually land in canton
2: it was a really difficult season we had a lot of players that had a lot of big injuries like acl tears and sprains mm-hmm. and a lot of people coming back from um, recovering from injuries like that. I myself suffered uh, a shoulder injury, elbow, hyperextension, um, an ankle sprain at one point. And so it was, it was a really tough season to get through. It definitely felt long with all the injuries. Um, I played through every single one of them because I didn't want to miss a single game. And, Sundays were definitely big recovery days for me, um, but getting to Canton was amazing because I had been watching the Blades since I was young, and I they've always fell a little short this prior seasons before, just one game away from getting to Canton, and even my first year we again um, missed we didn't make it to Canton, we were just a game shy, and so when we finally did make it, it was. It was extraordinary like it felt like a like it's how I imagine NFL players feeling when they go to the Super Bowl and I felt like a celebrity and I just felt like all the attention was on the team on me and again it felt like the Super Bowl and especially when we won it just like it felt like everything in the world was aligned and it's just, like, an incredible, indescribable feeling, and it was so exciting, and especially to have done it at such a young age, because I was only 17 at the time. Um, that was also really amazing, and it was it was awesome to see all my hard work really pay off, not just with the Blaze, but over the season since I've been playing since I was nine years old. Um, I, had, I had made it to the championship a few times when I was younger, but never... Something that huge and a win has never felt as big as that one.
1: Yeah, I mean Tom Benson's Stadium is kind of overwhelming, right? Because it's kind of huge, it's a big stage. You got the, all the all the uh, the three divisional championships there as well, right? So you're not the only person that's being spotlighted on it. But you got you know the Renegades, probably the standard in the whole in the whole uh, sport, right? Right front and center. Yeah. Uh, you got Grace Cooper. Yep. Uh, well, to see her live and, and, and in person. of the names that you see you know on social media and everything else so um yeah i mean you are literally a generational phenom in in that sense um do do you accept that responsibility at this point for you know for other uh, girls are coming up to kind of look up to you and say it it can be done
2: yeah definitely i mean my thing is as soon as um i started getting old enough to realize that i have started to become a role model I really accepted that role and even just seeing younger girls that are in the position that I was like playing with guys and um, I'm not playing on a team that's they're surrounded by guys there's no other females um, I definitely know how they feel and looking around for a role model um, you know I want to be that role model because I didn't really have that when I was younger um, at nine years old you know I heard mostly about the NFL and professional men's playing and I had at the time when I was young I thought I was the only one and so now my thing is to become a role model for those young girls and show them that they can do this and there is a path for them to take and there is history being made and there's a place for them in the world of football.
1: I think the, the one obstacle you run into a lot of times is going to be negativity but in a sense where people don't aren't uh inclusive in terms of the talent base, right? Because once you take away the gender, it really doesn't matter because it's really more talent based. So if you can be competitive and compete with at the same level with the same skill sets, but you're good at it, I mean, that's one of the things that I confront with a lot of people in terms of, you know, when they, they try to push back and go, okay, women don't belong in this, in this realm of sport. Well, technically, it, it, it doesn't matter because the sport doesn't differentiate by gender, right? The sport differentiates by skill set. So technically, your right. you know, your 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 whole debate is over, right there. It's like,
2: if you can power lift 300
1: pounds, man or woman, it doesn't matter. It's 300 pounds. It's like, it doesn't really yeah. matter, right? So it's like this is the way exactly. it is. Um, and then you're being real, right? Uh, I mean, I don't think I've ever met any woman that says, "Hey, I'm I'm." way better skill set at this sport than anything. No, because, I mean, the sport actually dictates, if you're in a team environment, it's even, it's more crucial, right? Because every skill position is enhanced. So if you don't have a good skill position, your team's not probably going to win many games, right? Because if you're deficient in certain exactly. areas. So it all it all dictates exactly. basically as 11, as, as 11 as one, right? But if you got a, a weak link, um, that sometimes that's going to be the deciding factor whether you, you know, you win or you lose.
2: Yep, I agree.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of funny to say, yeah. okay, girls can't compete, you know what I mean? Because I have, I have nieces, and I, I kind of laugh at that all the time, you know, like it doesn't matter at this point. So um, tell us a bit about kicking ass on the mat. Uh, are you going to go to WWE at some point? You feel like <laughs> you're going to be like maybe a are WWE you- superstar?
2: I might retire, you know, as a WWE superstar.
1: Yeah, seriously.
2: <laughs> when I had first tried in high school, I actually thought it was with all the chairs and tables, and I was like, I don't think I want to get hit with the chair. <laughs>
3: but,
2: you know, as time went on, I learned it's completely different from what you see on TV um, with WWE, um, which is a little disappointing, but also not because <laughs> – Again, I didn't want to get hit with the chair, but, um, you know, wrestling was kind of my for fun sport at first and kind of just something to keep me in conditioning for football. And is just another stepping stone to get me better for football for, to stay aggressive, to stay in shape. Um, over the years I started to really love it and it became like a second sport for me, not just something to do on the side. Um, and, as the year as time went on, I realized like this is something I can really you know train to get really good at and compete at a high level. um I considered going to college for it, but you know football's still my first love um, but wrestling, I had made it to the state championship and or the state final, which was awesome um Unfortunately, I lost, but I was just happy to be there because the the progress that I made from when I was a freshman having never wrestled before, not knowing what the sport entailed. Um, it just, it was an incredible feeling. And I never would have imagined myself going to state finals being again, like center of attention and the girls mat at Texas state was right in the center of everything. So kind of felt like everyone's attention was, you know, kind of diverted there just cause it was right in the middle. Um, <laughs> It just like every everyone when they tell you when they go when you go to state they tell you not to look up because it gets your nerves going and you know it just like kind of blindsides you though and just kind of blindsides you and it's but for me it was an incredible feeling to look around to see all the spotlights the audience and to see my parents up in the stands and I mean I still took second in state which is crazy to me um, from not even placing my first year in state, not making it to state my my sophomore year, um, so it was still like an amazing accomplishment to me, especially considering that it was my quote unquote second sport. Um, but I loved wrestling for what it, what I had gotten from it, and it was definitely an amazing year, I think. Um, just also because I've also I'm also the first girl. Um, in Vista Peak history to make it to finals. Um, I have the record for career wins and um, season wins. Um, And I believe uh, career pins and season pins. So it was definitely a historic year for wrestling for me, too.
1: Yeah, a lot of facts there, huh? Got to just check it off. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, Thanks for the grandkids, Lelani. A lot of the grandkids are going to go, what? Grandma did what? That's what they're, that's what they're going to end up doing. So, yeah, no, awesome.
2: Really awesome. And I
1: think wrestling gets you ready for, I think, uh, like you said, conditioning-wise, wrestling does give you uh, – basically gets you ready for the physicality of football probably, right?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. It definitely helped me with my tackling form to get mm-hmm. low because wrestling, they have you touch your knee to the floor, which in football I've never done that before, but I get um, – now, after having done wrestling, I definitely have gotten a lot lower on my tackles, a lot more aggressive, and just having that time to have perfected that technique, it definitely translates from wrestling to uh, football really well.
1: So, let's uh, get you some help, because uh, I think the last time I discussed with you prior to uh, trying to set up the interview, uh, before my wife's uh, um, situation, um, we you are going you're going to a uh i believe a uh a final right and you need some help with it with some, with some uh sponsorship and all that so let the fans know where they can uh you know direct message you or if you have anything set up in terms of you know cash apps and things like that so um that we can uh, kind of help you out
2: yeah so um i do have a, de- a cash app um or uh, venmo um where I can get helped out, um, it's v Kamal, so just V-C-A-A-M-A-L. And this is for, um, because I've been nominated to participate in the Chassa All-State Games for wrestling, which is also very exciting. Um, and I'm looking for sponsors to help me be able to go. It's going to be an overnight trip at um, CSU to be, uh, I believe, a two- or three-day event <clears throat> that's going to feature a lot of the top wrestlers in Colorado and um, just be a great weekend for wrestling and um, again, see all these great wrestlers that were also nominated as All-State. Um, that has a direct link also to sponsor directly to um, the website given by it's by CASCA it's C-H-S-C-A not CASA um, and then my Facebook is just my name Soleilani Kamal um, so that's another place that I can also um, get sponsors from.
1: Now, this event was um, in in regards to your outstanding performances in terms of the wrestling um, aspect, right? Right.
2: Yes. So I believe um, the coaches nominate um, wrestlers to go, and then mm-hmm. also coaches. I'm not exactly who sure sure who nominates the coaches, but coaches do get all stay as well. Um, and so that'll be also an interesting experience because I'll be, um, be learning from a lot of different coaches, but it'll also be um, great to meet new people and learn new things and just build more connections. Um, but, yeah.
1: All right. So uh, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, because you got a lot of stuff going on, so um... – Right. It's basically the NIA uh, flag uh, scholarship that you announced. Um, so are, are you kind of excited? You're going to venture out, uh, go into this new environment. And this is also new because you're going into a realm, um, like we talked about off-air, where there's a lot of uh, women's tackle football uh, players that are now converting into coaches in, in the uh, NIA realm. Um, so flag is going to be a big deal. Uh, it's going to be a big deal pretty much globally Uh, The World Games showed that uh, with the Mexico team winning and the USA team competing. Um, So, there's a lot of uh, interest in that sport. So, uh, opportunities there. Are you excited? You're going to go into, obviously, playing flag football in in the uh, college realm?
2: Yeah. So, I'm super excited um, because the first goal is to get to college. Um, And then now it's just flag football in college and just, like, football in general is the huge accomplishment to me because I had begun to got began to get discouraged. Um, just playing with guys, seeing how much larger they've gotten, and I didn't think there would be an opportunity for me to play in college. And now having flag football in college, having this opportunity to be coached by women who also had participated in the WFA WNFC, um, it's going to be awesome to learn from them, to meet them, um, and just hopefully find like maybe a mentor. Um, that'll get me to an even higher level. Like we had talked about um, the pro league that's coming for flag football, as well as the flag football being featured in the world games. Um, That's kind of the level I'm aiming to get to. And just having college as this next stepping stone, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. It's going to be a lot different moving away from home and kind of just being on my own. But it'll be pretty – I feel like it'll be a fun challenge to – be able to kind of just go off on my own and just focus on school and focus on playing football and um, getting better wherever I can in fly football, um, to hopefully get to that next level. Um, so, yeah, it's super exciting, and I'm a bit nervous, but my excitement just kind of covers everything else. It's uh, the it's – it's, um, I think you're
1: going to do great. Uh, you've done great so far i think okay. you're pretty level headed um and you're very confident in yourself and your and your skill set so we talked about how uh you might have to take some salsa dances just to get your hips all warmed up like sakura because that's literally flagged. yeah you know you got to move with the hips yep. you got to shift and there's a lot of mo- more movements but it's a very um very exciting game um and it's a, a condensed game where it's 7 on you know 7 on seven, eight, eight. that makes it more intense and, and more competitive and it's a lot more realm so um uh, so we wish you well there um so one more time before we let you go thanks for making the time for us uh where they can donate to get you to that uh Colorado uh, state on uh, event
2: yeah so again i have um i have it posted on my facebook uh leilani kamal there's a direct link there and also just uh Brief sponsorship that CHAFCA has um, written to give you all the details, um, more specific details that you would need, just where um, the sponsorship would be paying for. Um, Also, um, I have a Venmo that I can use also for the sponsorship uh, to help me to get to the All-State games. Um, The Venmo is at VCAMAL, so it's V-C-A-A-M-A-L.
1: All right. So, uh, Leilani, thank you for making the time. Appreciate it. I apologize for not getting you in here any uh, sooner in, in the uh, previous uh, interview uh, based on my circumstances, but I do apologize to you uh, rescheduling and making the time for us. I am uh, looking forward to your career in the NAIA and covering you in, uh, in terms of our pages and kind of making everybody aware of what your potential is. And then also uh, make sure you guys check out right through the documentary. It's on the series there. Go to uh, uh Leilani Kamal's uh, page and she got the link there as well. So thanks again Leilani for making the time. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you in the college uh, scholarship uh realm of the black football world.
2: Yeah, thank you for so thank you so much for having me again and uh making the time to do this with me. It was it was awesome. <laughs> and go break. Perfect. We'll see you in
1: a bit. Thanks again. Have a great uh week. All right. All right, guys. Uh Leilani Kamal of the champion, WFA D2 champion, Maha Blaze, as well as a uh, uh, wrestling sensation as well, and now neia college scholarship uh, pro going into the, that realm. And soon, uh, based on my conversation with her, uh, if it works out in college, uh, she could uh, eventually end up in the American Flag Football League Pro League for the women's side. So kind of excited to see if that's where she ends up at. So really, really awesome. So don't forget to guys go to Zazzle.com forward slash Grand Beauties. Get the lowdown on everything that's happening in terms of our gear for the summer, up to 20% off there. If you're inclined, you can get Zazzle stuff like Disney, Marvel, and other stuff. So check out our shop, the links on our pages as well, and also on our promo reels. So all right. So we're going to go with one superstar phenom to the International Journey Woman, and that would be Ambria Marcucci. Which we, I think we talked about. Uh, we talked to her about a year ago. So, kind of a return of that. Let's uh, dive into Amber. Amber, how are you doing?
4: Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me again.
1: <laughs> so, Amber, I think it was a, a year ago we talked about it, like last Super Bowl or something, when we had you on. That was before you went to Nevada. Now you're going to Cali. So, pretty cool.
4: Yes. So actually, the first time we talked, it was. I guess it was my first practice with the Nevada Storm last year, so it was around March. I think it's a year ago.
5: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty exciting. Um, now uh, we all thought, okay, she's coming back to the uh, yellow and blue, but now we're switching a little bit yellow and black in terms of LA.
4: Yes, I'm going to play for the Cali season. I'm super excited.
1: Uh, Ambria, uh, the message I got was, "How will she feel when she arrives in Nevada?" To face the storm at home in Nevada, since you were somewhat of a fan favorite oh
4: yeah that's going be a, that's gonna be difficult I have to be honest uh, I'm still in touch with most of my uh teammates from the storm. I made some really good friends there, and um they all supported my decision though they understood uh, my reasons to um to go for the Kelly War this season, but yeah, it's going to be a bit emotional because at, at the same time, I w- I'm going to be super happy to see my teammates, but, you know, I'm going to play against them, so it's going to be some mixed emotions, but I'm very, very excited to see all of them, and uh, but we need to win.
1: <laughs> yeah, it should be good. Kelly's um, a little different. Uh, you know the rivalry now. It started about two years ago, so between you and Nevada, this, uh, all, all of all of us media people are looking forward to that the two matchups for the year, because I think they're going to be very intense.
4: I think so as well. I'm super, super excited for those games. And, you know, the big difference between the Nevada Storm and the War is that, you know, um, the Nevada Storm is a run-heavy team. And
2: for a wide receiver like me,
4: it's more fun to be in a team like the War, I guess. So I'm going to have my first practice this Saturday with the team. I arrived in Fresno um, a couple of days ago. So I am hyped start practicing with the team and to have our first game in a month. So, yeah, I can't wait.
1: Now, uh, how's the heat? Have you acclimated to the heat or are you used to heat areas in general? I know Fresno gets hot pretty hot.
4: Honestly, um, we had our practice canceled last week because of a flood. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not hot at all. It's like good weather, but not not extremely hot been raining a bit but i actually like the the temperature here it's way better than reno reno is so cold there's snow and that's not me i have warm blood you know <laughs> i'm yeah. italian so i need i need some sunshine
1: <laughs> now it was exciting season uh, in nevada you got an opportunity to play with them for the season um now they're looking forward obviously to make a comeback in pro year two and see how they're going to fare this year uh cali war a little falling short I know their goal is obviously to arrive in Canton. They always want to do that. Uh, they've been able to go to a national championships in the past in terms of their uh, franchise. And you know what Jeff's all about. Jeff wants obviously wants to hoist a trophy. That would be uh, just an amazing feat for him. Um, but at mm-hmm. the same time, uh, I mean, it's uh, the they're normally more offensive-minded. Chantel Wiggins, um, you got a little bit less balance on, on in terms of uh, run game, like you said. So a little bit more high-powered offense in terms of uh, spreading the ball.
4: Yes, I totally agree with that, and I think it's going to be a great challenge for me. Um, also, the War is just a very different team because the girls come from all over the U.S., so we, practice, we don't practice often with the team. Like, we do our individual workouts during the week, and we only come together on Saturdays, either in Fresno or in L.A., so we don't have a lot of... Um, team practices, we do Zoom calls and we go over plays, but like in person and actually being together is is not happening that much. So I'm going to see how that's going to work out for me. I have no idea. The good thing is that I'm going to be um, close to both the quarterbacks so I can get some reps in with them um, individually. So that's going to be good to, uh, you know, match the timings and everything because it's very important.
1: (laughs) All right. So, what you're telling us is there's no chemistry going on right now, but eventually as the season, when the in season comes around, forceful chemistry. So it's, and then you, if you got a good decent quarterback, Wiggins is historically pretty decent quarterback in terms of uh, timing and everything else. And if the receivers are on point with that, I think that's, you know, half the battle already.
4: Yeah, no, that's true. And this is something they've been doing for a while, you know, like they mm-hmm. are like a travel team kind of, so they're used to, do it this way, it's just going to be new for me, you know, and I just hope it's going to work out. But I guess so. I mean, that's what you say. If you have good quarterbacks, if you have, you know, like decent receivers, it's it's going to work out somehow, you know? So I'm just super excited. I cannot wait for the first game. And we're going to have another quarterback, uh international one, uh a Mexican girl. So I'm also very excited to see her and to see how it clicks between us.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Practice will make a kind of a difference. Even if it's not in game as long as you get the practice reps um you know the the chemistry has to be there um amber the uh, the Italian you know in Italy you were successful with some championships there uh, i I was going into your bio and I said head coach for the American Football Academy of Morocco. can you tell us a little bit about that initiative and project?
4: oh yeah of course yeah so um my very dear friend uh, Fuzia she um founded these um they're called the Weekend Academies in Morocco. The first one was nearby Rabat, and um, when she opened this first academy, she asked me to be the head coach over there, which was last year, in September. So um, not not last September, but the one before that. I'm sorry. So I went there for a couple of months to help her build this academy, to uh, you know set up a team with the girls and the boys, and it was a great experience. I was there for like two three months to just help build it then I had to leave because I had my um, my championship with the national team of Italy of flag football in in Israel uh, last year so um, that was an amazing experience and they're still asking me to come back so I might go back uh, after my season to um, to coach again because the the academies are growing it's they're getting sponsored by the NFL so it's it's a big project and Fuzia Maguni she's been featured by the NFL as well they had a they made a documentary about her so it's it's getting really, really big, and I'm so happy and so excited that, I, that I'm part of this, and I'm so happy for her, too. She, she deserves it. She worked so hard for everything, and um, everybody's so thankful. The kids, if you see the smiles on their faces when they're on the field, it's just it's something that you, I cannot even describe it, the feeling. It's, it's great. It's really, really amazing. So I'm very happy to go back after uh, my season, if everything works out.
1: Now, you've... Uh... Focal point there is what uh, just to grow the sport there in terms of visibility or just to try to incorporate it with some existing teams that are there. How's how's that like work initiative going to work?
4: So no, actually there are some teams in Morocco, uh, flag football teams, male and female. But the purpose of these academies is actually. Um, Giving kids the opportunity, like kids from you know with poor backgrounds um, oh. that don't have much money, you know, to give them the opportunity to play flag football and actually have French and English uh, classes as well. So oh, okay. it's free for these kids and and for their parents. So that's even more is even you know it makes it even better. So it's basically yeah, so
1: to it's more of a more of an environment where you're grooming. And given opportunities uh in introducing the sport as a whole, right so that through sport you're enhancing other uh, aspects of their uh capabilities in their life
4: exactly exactly, and they're growing so much and well, with all these sponsors now it's it's getting a very very big project so i'm um, I'm so happy that it all worked out so yeah it's it's amazing.
1: Now, tell you're also an agent, which I didn't realize in the last interview that you were with Dub Sports. Are you still with Dub Sports and Entertainment?
4: Yes, I am. I'm also working together with another uh, European agency. It's a friend of mine. Uh, he's been an agent for a while. But I am working – I'm a licensed FIFA agent, so it's uh, for soccer at this mm-hmm. moment. Also, because I came from a soccer family. Um, soccer is just huge in Europe. It's the biggest sport, right? If you – Talking worldwide is the, is the biggest sport. So at the moment with the sports we're more focused on college athletes to help them um, getting the NIL deals, help them through their careers in college and after. And then I work together with this European agency where um, we're also focused on like international transfers. Um, you know, so it's, it's really exciting. It's very difficult as a female to be in this industry. Um, because often, you know, you have to always deal with men, there's not many uh, females in this this, um, work field, so as a female dealing with men in business, sometimes it's it's difficult, you know, they don't really take you seriously, and they start to talk about other things that are not related to business, you know what I'm saying, so it's difficult, but I mean, if I can play football, I can do this.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and it's sad that that has to be, right, it's like, uh, I know you we've spotlighted a lot of uh, female agents in the NFL and it took them like almost 12 years to just break through. And, but they had to set a kind of like a, a standard for themselves, right. For the trust to be built and, and, the, you know, so for good. the players to express them as well, because like you said, they're they're more inclined to go with the male agent than they would a female agent. Uh, but there, you know, there's, there's bonus, there's pluses and minuses to both that so you might not have the, you know the knowledge in terms of something else, but you, as a woman, you might bring something different to to the table, right? In terms of administration or or other aspects of their career that could be beneficial. So I, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's sad that somebody's not going to give you a, what do you call it, a break, uh, because you're not a man or a, or a male support mm-hmm. agent, which I think is ridiculous.
4: Yeah, that's it. And you know, like I think um, nowadays they're um, actually realizing how much a woman actually can uh, add to these industries you know because Mm -hmm. they have a different different view on doing business for men it's like very just business minded while women are a bit more emotional they take other things into consideration that are actually very important for the athlete or the coach that they're representing so me having a a, you know a background a phd in psychology just really Mm -hmm. helps me and i feel like you know when i'm talking to athletes, they have a confidence you know and that's they can they can even talk to me as a psychologist, you know what I'm saying? So I can actually offer them more sometimes than the male agent that knows about business, if if that makes sense. So that's actually a good thing, you know.
1: Yeah, no, because the, the it, of, like I said, you're adding you're adding another asset that wasn't it, it isn't yeah. normally included within a male agent's you know realm or scope of things, which is nice to see. Um, and then you, you're like tri- triple lingo, is that the word? Is it triple lingual? You're like Dutch, uh, English, Italian. Oh, so there's a there's a, I, a bonus right there.
4: I actually speak four languages. I speak Italian, Dutch, English, and my fourth language is Portuguese because I lived in Portugal for eight years.
1: Oh, that's right. You're right. The uh, the portal. Uh, I can't remember the team that you, the original team in Portugal. That's the, correct.
4: Yes, the Porto Dyer's Women, the, the team that mm-hmm. I founded a couple of years ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I'm also um, I. Kind. I understand a lot of Spanish. I just don't speak it. But I would say that those four languages, I speak them uh, fluently. Yes. So that helps for the industry and for this type of work. It really helps, you know.
1: So
2: it's yeah, because you're something...
1: you're, moder- you're basically, I mean, you're you're working in a in an environment to your point where it isn't fixated in one region, right? Because you're, you're when you're an agent. Uh, you build your book of business. You're not going to build your book of business in one sport because it just it's detrimental to your finances. Because I know for you know, I've had a couple friends that have dealt with agents and they're one-sided, right? They're only into football or basketball. But then they go into uh, agents that are more um, more multifaceted. You know, they're they're they got their hands dived in into different sports. So you know, to you, your bilingual your bilingual aspect of it is an asset because you know you're able to. Uh, communicate in different aspects to make trades or deals or or negotiations.
4: Yes, and it also builds some type of confidence when you're talking to sporting directors. When I do it with Italian ones, it just builds confidence when I talk to them in Italian or with Brazilian ones in Portuguese or, you know, Mm -hmm. so it just um, makes a better connection if if you speak the same language, you know. Also, in terms of communication, sometimes there can be miscommunications. Even when we speak in English, like we think we understand each other, we might not understand each other, you know. So it's. I think it's very important that I speak all these languages for for the work that I'm doing. And um, yeah, um, I really like it. I really enjoy doing this work. So yeah, it's it's all going great.
1: <laughs> wow! And uh, if if everybody just listened to you right now, I mean, uh, amazing. Uh, you know your skill set, your knowledge, and you said uh, psychology as well. So you got you got yourself uh, kind of bundled up into a nice situation where. Um, you're an asset to uh, a lot of folks if uh, given the opportunity, as you said before, to you know guide their careers in general um, beyond your football career that you obviously have established yourself. So, really, really cool. So, um, I know, I know the you know the the matchups are, are going to be very exciting for the fans for 2023 in terms of the Pro Division because we wa- uh, we went through it last week uh, in terms of the national scope. On the West Coast, it's going to be very intriguing. You got Nevada, you got yourselves, uh, Cali War. Arlington, uh, Minnesota Vixen. So there's there's a lot of uh, you know teams that are going to be uh, kind of rebuilt and restructured, and some pieces were added in from international realms like yourself and other players from down south. So uh, uh, the fans are kind of excited to see how this whole pro division is going to pan out at the end of the you know at the end of the uh, eight weeks, uh, and who's going to arrive in Canton.
4: Oh yeah, me too. I'm so excited. Last year was such a good season. I know we didn't make it to the playoffs. Um or wait, what am I saying? We we actually went to the first round of playoffs. Um but I think this year is gonna be so good with the Cali War. We have a great team. I mean they were already a great team, but you know, they've been adding some people and we have a big team as well. So we have a lot of um we can swap a lot of players. We have great receivers and um, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play defense again this year. So it's gonna be pretty much what I played last year. I'm gonna play receiver, um, probably cornerback, a kicker, and some special team stuff. So I'm so hyped to uh, to get started. <laughs> I'm very very excited.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, I the excitement is the team is kind of revamped in a way where we expect them to be at a certain point. But I know Arlington's improved. We talked about it last week. Just the the whole West Coast side of, in terms of the WFA uh, American, uh, I mean, uh, national side, in terms of the the West Coast side, in other words, uh, it's kind of very dynamic because uh, I know Nevada's in a rebuild mode with losing some pieces. You guys are acquiring some pieces. Arlington's much improved the last two years. Um, You got Dallas Elite. I have no idea what they're going to be about because they're revamping. So all the teams. Minnesota uh, Minnesota's lost Grace Cooper and a couple other pieces,
0: mm-hmm. so uh, it's yeah. kind of
1: like an unknown. Like who's going to be who's going to uh, you know be the front runner who's going to arrive in Canton to represent you know in terms of I think it will be Boston, <laughs> and I you know we we just <laughs> I, I don't know anybody else is that that is not going to be better in the East than Boston. Right. Uh, so the shuffle will be in the West as to who will stand out to compete against the Renegades, basically.
4: Yeah, it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a big surprise, and that's the great thing about it. It's going to be a good, good, good
1: season. So
4: let's see. They told me we're canton-bound, so I hope we
1: are. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, just to arrive there, it's just historic in itself, but now that the WFA has literally locked in you know, the the, the last four years and you know that that's a staple and that's where you're shooting for, uh, man, it's just so exciting to see you know, the opportunity to arrive there. I mean, before there was nothing really to shoot for. Now it's like you're going to the the biggest stage in terms of, you know, the NFL realm, and then you arrive there as the final six teams. I mean, that's just special, you know?
4: It's very, very special. Yeah, I got to play there with the All-American team last year in the Hall of Fame Stadium. It was crazy. The experience is just something. It just gives me goosebumps if I think about it again, you know? Wow, just. An amazing opportunity, yeah. So if we don't make it to the finals, even though I think we will, I would I would be so happy if they would choose me again for the for the All American game. I'm gonna make I'm gonna try uh, to I'm gonna try to make that happen. So
1: <laughs> I know you're on I know you're on a big TikTok person, just like uh, Lois Cook is. Um, so <laughs> I don't want to just put you on the spot, but I'm I'm pretty sure you have a lot of, you have a lot of followers, by the way, just to let you know.
4: I mean TikTok, not that much because I'm not so active. But mostly, I make my videos on TikTok and I'm, I share them on Instagram. So on Instagram, I have like how many followers do I have? Between six and seven thousand. So it's not like Louis mm-hmm. Cooks. I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I have my um, you know my people that like to follow me and support my journey. I really like that. I'm so happy. And also, you know, my journey in Morocco and it's just really nice to have those people around you that support you and I, of course I'll do the same for them
1: but yeah I'm just so we to, trying to help and, yeah. Amber do we have double. to do a double take when we see your when we see your reels we have to do a double take it's like is that did she just image it twice and then we realize that your sister also like what
4: I cannot believe it you didn't know
1: I had an identical <laughs> sister
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah she plays football uh, too she plays in in Manchester England
1: yeah uh, for the Titans but no what I'm saying is like when you watch your reels Uh, If you don't watch, if you're not paying much attention, you're like, is that her double? You know, like on a on a split screen, and she's just doing the 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 double, and then you realize it's your sister as well.
4: (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Some people think that it's an effect, you know, (laughs) special effects.
1: Because you you can do so much with the reels, right? Like you can create a double screen, and or you know different variations you can do. So it's like, is it real or not? Um, she's also very uh, creative too. So between the two of you, I, I think you you make a great deal. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of your stuff, so not that I'm stalking you or anything, but I do I do follow you, so it's pretty cool. Pretty cool reels that you guys come up with.
4: I appreciate that. Yeah, she's also very active in making those reels and um, showing what she's doing in the gym, on the field, and yeah, so it's really cool. All
1: right, so um, what what do we expect uh, at this point from? Uh, The season, uh, Cali arriving Canton, and we're probably expecting a couple things from you in terms of, like, receiving yards, maybe put up some good numbers, like you said, and and get you into the All-American game once once again.
4: That's really what I'm striving for, and get some good kicks, you know. I need to practice my kicks again (laughs) because I'm going to be the only kicker, I guess, for the Cali War. I'm not sure if Lisa's going to kick, but, yeah, they told me yesterday they don't have a kicker, so that's going to be exciting, too. I like that. I mean, I like to kick. (laughs) I'm probably one of the only ones who really likes it. But, yeah, and um, I just hope that I'm going to get some great um, amount of receiving yards, and I'm expecting that. So, yeah, I'm ready.
1: Yeah, and I'm excited to see uh, how you're going to be able to impact the uh, the offensive uh, aspect of the Cali War. Uh, in terms of the comp- competition, like I said, with Arlington being better, Nevada being a competitive. So really, really uh, excited to see how that's going to transpire. So hopefully the rains in California are going to subside. Um, I'm over on the other side, and on the Monterey side, and so there's been a lot of flooding, a lot of landslides, all that good stuff on this side of the coast. Um, but uh, hopefully uh, yeah. you know, we won't get that. We'll that will go away hopefully soon here, and then uh, we'll get the dry land and start getting – uh, ready for the, um, 20, uh, April 22nd.
4: Right. I, I believe so. I believe so. It's going to get better.
1: All right. Uh, anything that, uh, the fans need to know before we let you go, uh, uh, social media, you guys can follow her on IG, TikTok, obviously on Facebook. Um, so anywhere else that we didn't mention?
4: Uh, not really. I'm mostly active on Instagram and Facebook. I would say, yeah, even TikTok, you can, you can follow me and, uh, yeah, just go ahead and follow me i i would really appreciate it
1: <laughs> perfect so Amber, thank you again uh looking forward to your season and uh, looking forward to your uh extra points and uh 30 yards 40 yards what is it 50 yards maybe can you do the 50 yards you think you must do the 50 yards
4: let's let last year i had a kick from 30 so i think i can make 40 50 we have to see that we have to practice that well thank you so much <laughs>
1: All right. I will uh, keep tabs on, and uh, thanks again for making the time. Uh, wish you very much success in Cali War and then uh, the opportunity to, uh, obviously, arrive in Canton.
4: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it to be on here today again.
1: Thanks, Amber. Have a great night.
4: Have a great night.
1: All right, guys. Amber Marcucci, uh, what a talent right there. Cali War, um, looking forward to um, her uh Onside kicks, she does a great job with that. Obviously, kicks now. Uh, Multitasked and multi-talented is the word for her. Wow. So, uh, don't forget, Cali War, uh, Amber Marcucci is going to be one of the focal receivers. Uh, Lanika Manning out there. I think Lanika's left. Yeah, Lanika left. But they got some talented receivers. Uh, Once the rosters come out, we'll kind of dive into those with uh, Mark Simone as well. So, we're going to go into the next huddle, and we're going to talk to – None other than Lois Cook, uh, Milk Ambassador, XFL fanatic for the XFL Defenders. Uh, Lois, what's going on? Undefeated Defenders. Never see, you would never say that for the commanders, but for the Defenders, you would.
5: <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> what's up? Um, yes, Undefeated. How awesome is that?
1: I don't know. Uh, it's was. it it's been a whirlwind four weeks, right? If you're a D.C. fan. And then you guys go introduce the beer snake. Of all things in the XFL, uh, you guys got a controversy, whether we keep it or not. Danny had to make the call, put some rules up. How crazy are you people in D.C. here?
5: Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Um, you know what? I had the opportunity to have a first hand look at the beer snake um, this past Sunday. I actually climbed up. <laughs> um, and saw it from the bottom to the top. And it was actually really awesome. Um, I had a little interview with one of the fans holding it up. And um, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I I love it because it's such a, I don't know, it's just a, such a special piece to the game um, for the fans, and I think they should keep it.
1: <laughs> now, uh, Lois, how excited were you for this partnership? It's like you're you're on the field. You're you're involved with this team now. I mean, it's it's you know what I mean. It's like it's it's a different atmosphere. It's a new league. It's a growing league. Uh, the team is successful. In other words, it's very competitive and it's it's really really good. Um, so I mean, the excitement's got to be really big in terms of the fans. Have you witnessed that already? Like the fan base there?
5: Oh my gosh, absolutely. So I um, have the honor and the pleasure of being one of the game hosts for. The DC Defenders and I get to have so much fun. Uh, pre-game, I, I host the fan fest, um, and I also do several events throughout the city um, that kind of amp up the games. Um, and so it's it's a lot of fun. And I, I have to tell you the the fan energy is just amazing. Like it is something different. I I feel like you have to be there to feel it to see it. But I think it kind of translates uh, when you see it on social media and on the on um you know when the when the when the games are broadcast, but the fans are just so excited for the defenders and as a player, as you know like that's that's everything like you actually like
0: mm-hmm. play
5: better, you feel better, and it's something to really fight for um but it's really great to see the the fans coming out in d c and they're just like okay, first of all, Sunday was freezing cold, raining, but they still <laughs> they still showed up and showed out like everyone like it was the, they packed the house, um, and of course, the defenders took home another win. So it's awesome.
1: Now, how did you get this gig? That you just, did you somebody communicate with you? You got negotiations. I mean, what, how does this yeah. work out? Because this is this seems like a sweet sweet thing. When we watch you, when you watch <laughs> your reels and you watch your posts, you, you you're like, you know, you're getting the, this this thing where like, okay, uh, I got to go to the game. You get that excitement. We're like, let's go see her at the game because she's <laughs> so excited to be it, right?
5: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love that. I uh, love to hear that. Um, so yeah, I think um, uh, there are a couple of people um, that work with the, the defenders who reached out, um, have been kind of watching me, and um, reached out to Rich with the with the Divas, uh, and then we just have some conversations. Uh, next thing you know. Um, I had an interview, <laughs> and here I am. So I'm super excited about it. But I also have to note, like, I I really am just so grateful to the Defenders for even opening the doors to the Divas. Another thing that mm-hmm. happened this past Sunday, very special, is that um, they welcomed the team, the DC Divas, onto the field for the tunnel. Um, so we were featured, um, and and really everything that the Defenders have been doing this season has been um, they've been very open and welcoming to us. Um, And just, like, inviting us out to different events and things like that. So, we like, that is something that just, you know, is very special to us.
1: Well, you know, uh, Taylor and uh, Jamie over in St. Louis, they're hooking up with the Battlehawks, which is your rival. So, at some point, you guys are going to, you know what I mean?
5: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. That's exciting. (laughs) Perfect.
1: (laughs) A little bit of rivalry there, uh, the slam Mm -hmm. and, and the divas. Um, what well, can you tell us about the Divas 2023? Because we talked about, uh, you know, last week and the week before on our show, uh, we don't know what the roster looks like yet, right? We had some bad uh, mm-hmm. bad injuries in the last two years uh, with D. Scott going down. You got Amanda going down. Um, what, what can you tell us about this, or do we have to wait for the roster unveil to kind of, like, look into it and see how you guys are going to be faring this year?
5: Yeah, I think – excuse me. I think, um, you know, you'll you, – there's been a lot of, as you know, like we've had the the transition, like we've had a, a growth period because of some different challenges that we face. Um, but I think that you'll find that there's a lot of growth that has happened. We've been very consistent, very focused. Uh, we've been working very hard, especially this season. Um, you know, we had a lot to come back from last year. And I think we've made a lot of great strides. And I'll let you wait for the roster to come out. But I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised to see some strength there, um, regardless of any challenges that we've faced um, these past couple years. We have really made a lot of effort and, um, and progress in getting back to the team that we know we are. Um, so I'm excited for this season. We have a little bit of movement. We've got – well, not movement, but we have um, some new faces, a new uh, um, offensive coordinator that I'm very excited about. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's going to be a great season for the Divas, uh, we've the team has really bonded and come together, and it just feels feels right, you know. Um, it's hard to like <laughs> describe in words that feeling, but when you know you've got something good, you know it's there. So,
1: and it's going to be very competitive, uh, Lois, because you got Pittsburgh back, so uh, they're on the Franco, you know, hype uh, mm-hmm. in terms of trying to get a championship. Maybe for Franco, you got uh, Tampa Bay, always a challenge for you guys. Uh, your rival, Boston, uh, Detroit. So there's a in, in terms of the East Coast, it's gonna be very competitive week to week. Uh it looks like everybody's stepped up their game already and and Pittsburgh coming back into the fold uh, you know, in the East Coast it's gonna be make it more interesting.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm glad you brought up Pittsburgh because I'm I'm very excited about our, our schedule this year. Um, you know, I've been I've been playing forever <laughs> for ages and I it feels like old times almost and Pittsburgh has always been one of our rivals. Um, and so it's going to be really great to see them um, to face off with them. We, we saw them last year and they came out a strong team, just as, you know, they, they normally are. Um, but I'm really excited to face off with them again this year twice um, and just kind of see where they've come since since COVID. As you know, they had a, a year off. And for us, it's it's going to be a really a good battle. And like you said, um, I, I think they're definitely fighting, uh, for a championship for Franco, and I think in a lot of ways all of us are. <laughs> so we're mm-hmm. we're just as much, um, you know, wanting to to remember him in a special way. And I think um, it's going to be a great uh, a great season. Uh, I can't wait to see Pittsburgh again this year.
1: I think it's going to be they've really exciting been- uh, because they they've had a, a new influx of uh, you know new quarterback, uh, nice running backs. They've upgraded their offensive side of the ball. Last year they were. Somewhat competitive against Boston, uh, so it's a brand new dynamic for them. You know the return of them is really good for the for the East Coast, so that you can break it up in a lot of ways there, especially with like said Detroit Tampa Bay and yourselves, and uh, of course boston um, so uh if you if if anybody's diving into you they're wondering when do you sleep, Lois
5: because you're <laughs>
1: constantly on the go everywhere
5: i I am constantly on the go i have actually <laughs> um it's a lot of juggling. Um, I, I, I have, you know what? I, I do sleep. I do sleep. I do sleep. Um, but I really do enjoy the flexibility to be able to explore different opportunities and get involved in different things. And you know, as you know, my goal is definitely to really bring awareness to our, our sport and to, to grow the game um, and just to just show everyone who we are. Um, and so. It's exciting for me. So when it comes to sleep, of course I know I need sleep, but I don't, you know, it doesn't it's not a problem for me because I'm not really like it's not a burden to do what I do and it's it's a pleasure and it's always fun. Um but it is a lot of juggling and I've been asking for an assistant for a long time now. <laughs> so maybe I'll finally get one, but um you need yeah, an assistant. I, always...
1: That's my whole point. <laughs> it's like <'cause laughs> it seems like you're Wonder Woman like the whole time. Uh, if, everybody, if everybody sees you on your socials, everybody's like, "This, where is she today?" That's like literally yeah. the question that, I, right? Where is she today?
5: Well, uh, and I'm I'm excited to show that kind of thing. Like I I I definitely am always on the go. Um, uh, it's it's fun, it's fun, and that's the whole like road to Canton. You know, I've at with the road to Canton show. Um, my segment is low on the go, so I think you'll see a little bit more of that. Um, just kind of follow me around. I mean, where's Waldo, right? It's not Waldo anymore. It's Lolo. <laughs> no,
1: it's not Waldo for certain. Um, shout out to your little buddy there, your, your little son. Cause that's literally how you, uh, how we see you like sitting on the table, just exhausted. Like, okay, what, you know, that was pretty cute for him to kind of showcase his little <laughs> tiresome state. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All of like all of them, they're such characters. Um, but they and they're bouncing right bouncing around right along with me.
1: <laughs> That's a cool thing. Um cool thing. Um defenders, you think they'll win the the championship? The they're you know, going to the ship? <clears throat>
5: I it looks like it to me. I mean, um you got to consider like this is this is week 4 and they have shown such a strong um beginning to this season and I think what happens is you know, week, week by week, you, you get better and better, right? So they're going to work on mm-hmm. any little mistakes made. They're going to work on those. Um, they're going to, you know, stay consistent. And, and they, don't, they don't strike me as a complacent team. Like, for me, to me, I see it as they're going to be working hard, just as hard as they were um, the beginning of the first game. And what happens is, like, when you have a team who's winning week to week, there, while there are mistakes that are made, there's not a whole lot of frustration. So the, there's going to be a lot of good energy and trust that's built with the, among the players week in and week out. So I think we'll see that translate on the field. Um, and then you know you've got you're headed up by Coach Reggie Barlow, who um, I know he's not complacent. So I know he's going to stay hard on on the guys. So I do see them taking it all the way. They have they've they've shown us that they've they've got what it takes.
1: Yeah, and then that's why I'm saying they're pretty steady and offensively they've they've really really good every week defensively they're getting better uh you got to see the game this past weekend um sorry to jen right just had to say hi to her yeah. and then you go see you later out of town <laughs> go, go back to vegas <laughs> have a great time Yeah.
5: <laughs> you know uh jen uh she typically tackles me every time she sees me <laughs> and this time she didn't do it but i bet if she saw me after the game she might have
1: <laughs> i feel bad for her because uh they they had so much uh what do you call it uh, they were ready, right? They, the, they were hyping up Vegas, and and it just, it just hasn't worked out for them. Um, you know, it just it, they've fallen short basically um, they've, in the last couple of weeks here. And so, I mean, it's gotta be frustrating mm-hmm. for both of them, uh, Rod, Rod Woodson and herself, because they, I know they put in a lot of work. You know what I mean to try to get them to another the to another levels. But uh, uh, oh, I yeah. mean, what do you say? D C's D C's been uh, very refreshing. So if you're a Commanders fan maybe you give up the NFL and go to the XFL. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of.
5: (laughs) I don't think you'd give up at all, (laughs) Um, but I think that the XFL is definitely, um, it's an amazing opportunity for, for really everyone, the fans, the players, coaches Um, you know, it it gives you a little window between uh, the NFL and the WFA (laughs) Um, and um, and it's an opportunity. You, you know, you get a little bit more access. Um, it's an opportunity to just catch up on some good football, and they're 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 doing it. So, um, so yeah, don't necessarily give up on the Commanders, guys. I know I'm just <laughs> but, but I know you're a
1: Commanders fan, so <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: I'm just teasing you. Uh, nobody's giving up on the Commanders, uh, especially in D.C. Uh, even though, as much as you're frustrated, maybe Douglas Charlin will give up yeah. on the Commanders, but I don't know. Douglas, you know, sometimes he gets angry.
5: <laughs> maybe <laughs> but we'll see every year is new and you know every every team has their challenges every team has to rebuild and and just kind of move things around and uh and overcome but you know it's it's we'll see where it goes
1: all right so um uh, lois what uh have we finalized the venue for the divas this year is it in alexandria or what what uh stadium is going to be at this or is it too early
5: yeah, we're a little early, but our first game will be at uh, Thomas Jefferson High School in Alexandria, mm-hmm. uh, and then we might have um, another uh, venue that we'll that we'll be at a little bit later on. So that's where you can expect us for now, um, but stay tuned.
1: All right. So no, no, no St. James at this point is going to be the at the uh, at the high school Jefferson High School, right? Yes,
5: yeah, that's correct. Yep, uh, no St. James at this point.
1: All right. Um so anything else you, you want to tell the fans about the Divas of 2023? I know you couldn't unveil the roster, but we'll wait for the roster and then figure it out. <laughs>
5: um yeah, I think it's going to be an, a very exciting squad. We have um some new faces, some old faces, but um but everyone is a is definitely showing that we are one unit and that that's what excites me the most. Um so Stephen. I'm very happy with my my team um of course I'm biased a little bit but I am I really am I mean it's this team has really shown a lot of growth um and mm-hmm. so if you've followed us over the past couple of years you'll be um you know it, you should be excited to see what we bring to the table this year
1: all right is amanda truly healthy is the, that's the uh, word at this point so you can give us that
5: at least you know, Amanda, Amanda looks amazing to me. <laughs> I okay. um, I won't speak for the trainer or, or any clearances, but she looks okay. looks good to me.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, but I, no, I mean because I know she's a key piece, you know. And then um, you you have that a key piece in place, and if that's the case, then you have a good balance offense just to start off right there. Especially in that division, you got to compete with Cahill, right? uh you got to compete yep. uh with all the other quarterbacks uh in terms of uh Shaw and Tampa Bay so there's a, you know there's offensively you got to score points basically in that east coast realm or otherwise you're just not going to
5: make it oh yeah absolutely and i think um you know you can also consider that you know football is not just a physical game it's also mental so when you have quarterbacks like Amanda um or JT who are um very sound mm-hmm. and very you know, very much on their game um, even if there are some challenges physically, even if, you know, Amanda had her injury, um, she's still been in the game mentally. So that's still something that is being brought to the table too. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's up, she's on that high from Philly. So the Eagles higher, <laughs> I, I don't think she's on. Oh, oh they lost. I'm sorry. Did
5: they, lose? <laughs> <laughs> they did. <I'm> sorry. Lose. <laughs> I mean, she's going to kill she's me. Got but... a little bit of... <laughs> she will. <laughs> but I mean you've got some bragging rights they, they they made it they made it there so that was that's something to be proud of
1: Yeah I'm not going I'm not going to harp on it cuz uh, I'm pretty sure we leveraged the farm for the Super Bowl and we're going to be pretty bad for the next couple of years so I'm talking about my Rams <laughs> now. so so exactly. that's what it was Okay uh so uh, that's it um we're just kind of uh, getting excited for April 22nd almost uh, almost here uh what we got a month almost a month to WFA kickoff and then we're going to catch you yeah. on the road to Canton. Uh, also, low on the go, road to Canton. And you can always mm-hmm. follow uh, Lois Cook, Cleats uh, and Stiletto on TikTok and IG. You can always follow uh, <laughs> Lo Cook 18 on Twitter. Uh, so any uh, – what did I miss? Facebook, Lois Cook right on Facebook. You can, can follow her yeah. on all the platforms, uh, especially TikTok. Everybody loves your TikTok, so.
2: <laughs> and I have I – have, look,
5: if anyone looks at my TikTok draft, I literally have 1,800, over 1,800. Traps. It's pretty sad, but um, so I've been a little, I've been slacking a little bit, but like I said, I need an assistant. Um, but I'm gonna have a, a ton of um, videos to post, so definitely stay tuned. And I do have some exciting um surprises coming out this season, so you might see me in a few different places. Um, I won't, I won't say exactly what yet, so just stay tuned for that. But that's another exciting piece to the season.
1: Yeah, no, I'm. I we can't wait. Uh, and then you had the Milk Ambassador stuff, so I'm pretty sure there's other stuff coming up too as well. So, no, I'm. It's been nice seeing you uh, uh, doing the XFL hype for the Defenders. Uh, they're doing really well, and, and kind of excited to uh, to see uh, how they're going to end up. But uh, overall, catch uh, um cleton Stiletto on IG. You get the hype up there for Adi Fields. Uh, I think the next game's on the 27th, right? The if I'm correct, March 27th.
5: The home game. Yes, it is our next ho yes, the next home game will be the twenty seventh. Correct. Monday night football. Wow, that's I-,
1: I can't wait for that one. I'm already getting uh, uh just so you know, <laughs> I'm a betting guy with the props and every every defender has won me money. So shout out Ooh. to D C. Okay? Nice
5: the yeah, quarterback, shout out to
1: receivers. DC. Yes. So uh, it's been really nice for me to watch the X F L and then watch <laughs> them win and score their points. So really, really cool. All right, uh, thank you for making the time always. I know short notice and your busy schedule, but we really appreciate it. Our fans appreciate it. Uh, Looking forward to the 2023 Diva season uh, in the WFA, and then uh, obviously uh, keeping tabs on you on social media.
5: Yes, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be on with you. Anytime, just hit me up. (laughs) You know where to reach me. Thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, get some rest. Uh, looking forward to the t- March 27th uh, ex, uh, Defenders uh, matchup.
5: Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. See ya.
1: All right, guys, that was uh, Lois Cook. Uh, she's on the go. Uh, you can catch her on Road to Canton. You can also catch her on IG at Cleets and Stilettos. Uh, catch her on uh, Twitter, uh, LoCook18. Uh, so if you don't know who she is, you're living under a rock. Uh, I don't know, Mark. I can't help you, right?
6: <laughs> I was just about to say, I mean, like, I feel like I see her everywhere. Um, and it seems like it's only a matter of time when, you know, she, you know, like, will get a commercial. She'll be like, I don't know, um, you know, selling Kentucky Fried or something on the TV. she <laughs> like, turn around. Oh, my God. Hey, there's Lois again. She's not giving
1: up but on
0: the she... commanders,
6: by the way.
1: So I was trying to get her. <laughs> About no the commanders,
6: <laughs> it's rough. I, I mean, your your <laughs> your horns are showing, you know, um, trying to get a turn on her team. But you know, <laughs> hey, you know what? What can you say? The defenders are playing pretty well. I mean, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna, you know, dump the commanders for the defenders. I mean, this is the time to do it, I guess.
1: Yeah, that would be the time to do it. Uh but no, I'm just saying if one team to the next, obviously the defenders are a way better team than the commanders is, you know, in terms of comparison, so but she's not giving up on either one. Uh what a what a great opportunity, Mark, right? She's building some relationships here. The expos giving her an opportunity to be front and center. Um she's she's I mean, she is just like multi multi talented, multi tasted type of individual. Uh she needs an assistant, Mark. Maybe you can apply. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> I don't think I can keep up with her, but, you know, get low and assistant because, you know, she she needs to imagine what she can do if she's got the you know, that little extra help. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, no, she's – I mean, she's impressive, right? I mean, she's just uh, constantly uh, doing things uh, on the go and juggling the four kids, and, I mean, it just – she's an impressive woman. So, uh, you know, shout-out to – i w d twenty three that that would this is one of the uh women that you got to really give a shout out to right women 's history Month lois cook right there
6: absolutely doing things you know for for the game um, just out of love you know what i mean and mm-hmm. um, we we're all reaping the benefits of of what she's done and um, she's reaping some good benefits too, which is awesome. It's really great. Yeah, to it's see, deserving for her. You know, opportunities you know, to get
1: open up. The for partnerships. Her. Yeah, to get the partnerships yeah, and stuff. For real. Yeah, um, and I'm, oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure she's getting she's getting paid by TikTok and IG as well. So, shout out to her and yes, bank the bonus right there. So also I as hope well. So. so she's doing really well. So shout out to her. Uh, congratulations to her and uh, uh, looking forward to uh, finishing the XFL season and then uh, we're gonna catch her on the field with the Divas. And uh, she would not disclose the roster, but it's okay.
6: We'll, we'll wait for the roster. It sounds you know. like they're not going to be shorthanded, so, so that's good. No. You know, you, you can't build a program without players. So um, so that, sound, that sounds like, a you know, as good a situation as, as, as you want to have, you know, coming off a tough season last year um, to, to have, you know, new faces continue to show up and, and have the numbers. Um, that's a good sign. So um, we talked, you know, we obviously talked about the divas last week when we reviewed the uh, national conference of WFA Mm -hmm. pro and um, you know, we have a lot of questions about the divas um, and they're, you know, their roster is one of them. Although, you know, she didn't get into any details uh, did Lois? but um, she did say that, you know uh, we should feel presently surprised when we see the, you know, see the, the roster. So that's, seems like a good sign. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think we are just looking at it in terms of just black and white. And like I said, you know, yep. when we said last week, we're not going to really either change our mind or kind of more definitive until we see the roster, right? Because the roster is going to dictate a lot of what the, what their offense is going to look like, what their defense is going to be, you know, right? Special teams, kind of break it down that way too. So uh, roster is uh, everything in terms of the namesakes on the roster for us to kind of like, oh, okay, we've got to hold back, right? Probably not going to be a 4-2, and two. <laughs> maybe a 5-0 and o or something, right? So we might have to turn mm-hmm. our, own, our, our process around a little bit in that sense. Um, uh, Mark, we had Leilani Kamal, a uh, t- uh, multi-talented uh, athlete here, uh, wrestling. She's going to go to NAIA. Uh, I think she's going to end up in AFL, uh, AFFL uh, Women's Pro. I really think she's got that potential. She, we might see her in, the, in that venture.
6: Yeah. I mean, she, she, she's a good athlete, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we throw that word around, not think about it that much, but um, you know, Leilani is one of those people, you know, that, you know, can, you know, in, in different sports, you know, everybody can recognize that, that she's a good athlete and she's got, you know, the proper mindset to be successful. I think in, you know, all these different sports, you know, wrestling, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. That's great. And, you know, um, it was really good to um, hear that interview. And, yeah, I, th- I think she, you know, she is, she's young yet, right, Barry. And, yeah, I think she's got a lot of great things ahead of her.
1: Yeah, you get to catch her on the Breakthrough documentary. Uh, and so uh, it's being out now. So you guys can go to Leilani Kamal on Facebook. You can just search Leilani Kamal on Google. And you were able to find the documentary right there. You can watch the series there as well. So that was done with her, uh, I believe, a, a season ago. And then, uh, so, you know, and at that young age, Mark, uh, there's a lot of players in the WFA, 10, 12, 14, right? Never reached the championship. She was able to reach the championship even at a, at a real young age and win a Division Two right. championship in Canton.
6: And, and, you know, she was a significant part of that. Um, mm-hmm. So that 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 will tell you a lot about her um her passion and her drive on the football field,
1: yeah, and she's a very uh very intriguing young lady um she's gonna be doing some wonderful things um uh, if you guys want to help her out as well we um uh, she's got a trip over to a wrestling event uh, we're gonna try to uh, help her out so if you guys can go to Lilani Le, uh, Kamal on facebook, uh you guys can go to her i g as well it's uh, linked right there on our reels uh, on our stories as well. And uh, you can get the uh, link right there for the donation. So should be able to help her out. Um, there's more than enough audience on this audience. Even if you guys donated two bucks uh, for every uh, download that we got on there. So you know, last year I think the last we've we got was over 250 downloads. So two dollars, two fifty covers her stuff. She's in Colorado. So let's try to make it happen. So uh, Leilani Kamal on Facebook. Somebody's going to do that. And then uh, Mark Amber Marcucci. Uh did Cali Ward need another receiver? Probably not, but they did need a kicker so there they go. They get their kicker
6: yeah i mean she's she can uh fulfill a lot of roles, and uh she did that with the Nevada storm and uh so she's she's brought those talents now to the cali War. I think they really needed it they you know they needed somebody who wanted to kick the ball as she as she put it. She thinks that she's perhaps the only person who likes kicking the ball uh, in in Cali. So, um, you know, Cali's always had someone who you know fairly capable, Lisa King, um, you know, would, would kick the ball a lot, but it's obviously not her favorite thing to do. Um, so having, you know, Amber Marcucci, just a just filling that special teams role um, is actually pretty big for the Cali war, you know, uh, in their history, they've been able to put together, you know, a good offense, um, a good defense. Uh, but I think the special teams is something that was always kind of lacking, particularly in the kicking game. So, um, you know, this will definitely give them a boost. Um, as you say, um, they, you know, are not short of, of good receivers, but it sounds like, you know, Marcucci is going to get her opportunities, uh, which, you know, I, I think she wants – she wanted to be part of that passing game, and it seems like that might have been, you know, one of the main reasons why she went to Cali from Nevada. So so that should be very, very exciting for her. Um, what's wild and, yep. is, as you observed, like, there are two Marcucci sisters, and they're identical. Mm-hmm. They look just like each other. It's wild to see on TikTok.
1: Yeah, if you don't pay attention, you think it's the same person, but there are actually two. So, and they're both very talented. Uh, she's her sister's playing, I think, on uh, in, in the NWFL in the uh, in, at Baffa with the Manchester uh-huh. Titan. So, yeah, she's playing oh, out there as great. well. I, it, I believe it's nine nine nine. It's not eleven eleven, but nine 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 is the uh, format. All right, um, Mark, let's dive into this uh, WFA uh, American Conference. And then I should That's have good. a coach, Terry Lister, here in a couple minutes. He's probably going to join us here as well. Um, so the way it's laid out on the American Conference in terms of the website, uh, it's, it's Minnesota First, Cal, Cali War, Arlington, Nevada, and St. Louis. Um, so if we, we, start in, we start in Minnesota based on what Grace Cooper told us. Uh, some pieces missing there, very vital pieces, veteran pieces. We don't know what, how they're replacing them. They did have a very good offense. Uh, last year, I think Minnesota had more of a uh, D2, D3 mixed, right, with only like one D uh, pro team, one or two pro team matchups. This year, uh, they get Nebraska pride, uh, energy, and then everybody else is pro. So uh, we don't know what Nebraska is going to be about in terms of what Max told us. They're pretty competitive so far. We know what Houston's all about. So Minnesota has got their work cut out, in other words.
6: Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, I, I think St. Louis is going to be uh, very tough, and we'll talk about them later. But, um, you know, that, that very first game against St. Louis, um, you know, we'll tell them where – you know, we'll tell the Vixen where, where they stand with, with St. Louis. But it's really that second game in the, against Nebraska that I think is sort of like their kind of – Key game of the season, even though Nebraska is a Division 2 team, um, knowing what we do know about Minnesota, uh, loss of, of some some very very good players, um, you know, coming off their second loss in the WFA Pro National Championship game, man, it's hard to, you know, get back for a third time after losing it twice, so. Um you know, when I look at this game against Nebraska, you know, if the Vixens struggle against Nebraska, then they will struggle in every game they have this season. Are They're going to struggle against Houston. And, you know, they face Nebraska again and Cali and St. Louis. So uh, that's what I look at when I see this schedule. I'm wondering how Minnesota will do against Nebraska. And, you know, even if they do not struggle against Nebraska – those might be the only two wins they get is against that team because, you know, Cali's reloaded. St. Louis, we know, is going to be tough, and Houston is kind of like a trap game for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I think.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: Um, no, I agree with and you. Right? They could very well, well. Nebraska, to your point,
1: is really the breaking point, right? That's what you're saying, right now. It's like if they if they lose St. Louis, not going to be surprised, right? But if they fall right. to Nebraska then we got problems because then the next week yeah. it's going to be tough to go up against a Houston energy team, right? Cause they're going to be up for that. I mean, if you look at them finishing second in, in terms of pro, right. At this point, or finishing second in the national championship, as an example, uh, it would be a credit to Nebraska and Houston to knock down Minnesota, right? That's just the, up Oh game. yeah,
6: absolutely. To be up for it. Yeah. I, I agree. and, and- you know that's why I, I kind of have Minnesota pegged at three and three, right? And I'm with you with that. I agree with that. <laughs> so the question is, you know, um, can Houston, Nebraska, sort of steal one from from Minnesota? Because that could really, mm-hmm. you know, turn the tide. Both those, you know, all those teams. Those are big games for all those teams. Yeah.
1: Terry is on now. Uh, Terry, you agree? Three and three uh, will be Nebraska will be the deal maker in terms of their season, if they if they fall to Nebraska in week two and if they fall to St. Louis in week one?
0: I do concur. Um, I look at the schedule right now. Um, St. Louis is tough. Uh, like you said, Nebraska, they played Nebraska twice. And so, so how those games go against Nebraska will tell them how their season's going to go. But um, they should beat Houston. Um, I expect them to lose to St. Louis, but there's no guarantee with that. We'll see how St. Louis looks this year and then, Obviously, Cali War will be tough. So I think three and three is uh, very accurate, give or take. You know, it could be four and two, could be two and four. We'll see.
1: Yeah, we're we're on the we're on the. I think we're all three of us are on the same page. Uh, Kind of like an unknown three and three right now. It could be two and Mm -hmm. four, right? Worst comes to worst, worst it could be a two and four. Mm -hmm. So, but we don't know what their offense is going to be about. Uh, They lost some key pieces. They, you know, maybe the rookies will step up. Um, once the roster comes out we'll see what you know what kind of dynamic they're going to look like um we just talked to uh Terry we just talked to Amber she she's excited to be the new kicker of the Cali War and to be implementing the the special teams and uh, offensive scheme of things uh Cali much softer schedule in a lot of ways they get as empowerment. we don't know what they're all about they get central valley chaos we have no we have no idea what they're all about and then they get uh, the pro the, the pro uh uh Nevada, Arlington, Nevada,
0: and and Minnesota. Yeah. um, I mean, four out of their six games are tough. So they're playing Nevada twice, um, Arlington, and Minnesota. So all those are quality opponents. But the Arizona empowerment, I don't don't even know who the hell that is, and Central Valley chaos (laughs) in week one, um, you know, like those aren't challenging games. So, no no disrespect to those teams, but, you know, the Cali Wars and WFA Pro, they've been around for a while, and um, I don't expect those games to be competitive. So, uh, but we'll see how the other other, other four games go.
1: I don't think Chantel Wiggins is going into week one scared right now.
0: No, definitely not. not. Yeah, I don't think she's she's sweating about that one.
1: Yeah. And and if you got Amber Marcucci hitting 40-yard field goals, probably not a worry.
0: Yeah, it doesn't hurt.
1: All right. So, uh, uh, Terry, what's your prediction here? Uh, three and three, four Kelly.
0: and two. Well, their their season comes down to how it goes against Nevada Storm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. the only reason
0: I'm going to give Cali War the edge against Nevada Storm is because I know for a fact that um, Nevada Storm doesn't have two of their best running backs from last season,
3: like mm-hmm. Jasmine
0: Plummer and um, – the other girl, uh, the other uh, running Jenny back, Jesse yeah, just yeah. Yep. So I know they're not playing, and that's that's a huge blow for their offense. I, I think they have really good coaching. I'm a huge fan of Nevada. I think their coaching is solid, um, but replacing players like that is just not. It's easier said than done. So I think that'll that'll make them a little bit less competitive, um, and that's enough to give Cali the edge. So if they do beat Nevada both times, like I think they will. Um, I think they'll beat no Arlington Impact, assuming that, well, they lost Arding, Arlington Impact last year, but that's because some of the players didn't travel to Arlington, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of embarrassing in my opinion. So since the game's in Los Angeles, obviously their players should be there. So I expect them to win that game also. And based on what we know about in Minnesota, I think Cali War is strong enough to to take them out also. So I think they're looking at a possible 6 0 regular season um, with. You know, obviously anything can happen against Nevada, Arlington and Minnesota. But as it sits right now, um I, I like their chances against all three of those. So I think it's
6: so
1: you're six to So, you're putting them on the table. Mark, what are you what are you going with?
0: Yeah.
6: I agree with Terry. Uh and yeah. you know, don't take this the wrong way, but like this is kind of a cake schedule for Cali. Mm-hmm. Not in mm-hmm. terms of the quality of their opponent, but the situations under which they play them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they have three home games: are Arlington, Nevada, and Minnesota. So they get to face, you know, their toughest competition at home. At home, and yep, the other team point. has to travel. And Cali's away games. One of them is that in Nevada, <laughs> but arguably that's still a drive for like a lot of the team that lives in Fresno. It's still only four hours, right? They can still mm-hmm. sleep in their own bed. Um. Mm-hmm. And then they've got, you know, at, um, their way. Other way games are, you know, Cali Crush, Central Valley. I mean, and as Terry pointed out, I mean, that's just not competition. It, you know, Cali will show up there with, you know, half their ro- rosters and, you know, win fifty to nothing against those teams. You know, right. nothing. You know, nothing against those teams. I know that they're building, but they're just, you know, those are those are scrimmages. So. And you know, the, way the Arizona team, too. you know, um, that that's that's a scrimmage. So, um, I I actually have Cali um, pegged to go undefeated. I, I I think they'll run the table on this. If you're Minnesota uh, Terry
1: right now, you're paying attention to this mm-hmm. uh, conversation we're having. Uh, I hope it's you know it's going to be lighting a fire on you, right? Because we're really counting them out. So if you're Minnesota. This is like okay. Let us show you, right? What what a th- uh, three uh, third appearance in the national championship looks like. Well, I hope, think that's,
0: hopefully, man. Hopefully, I'm I mean, just saying
1: that's uh, that's literally yeah, how it's going to yeah. turn out because Cali Wars if Cali Wars wins the table, uh, they get the they get the benefit of uh, you know like a couple scrimmages as, as Mark was saying here, where a uh, Minnesota doesn't get that. Minnesota gets punched in the face every other week, and not to say Nebraska is not good. But we don't know if Nebraska is going to be great, right? So their journey is a lot, lot tougher. Their journey just became a lot tougher. So, yeah, uh, I would say a little easier schedule on this side with this with this team. So they get a benefit of that little easier schedule. So um, at this point, um, Mark, let's go Arlington. Very impressive the last two seasons. Um, they get Dallas Elite right off the bat. We don't know what they're going to be about, but on social media, they they seem like they're growing and they're getting better. Uh, then you get OKC Lady Force. Uh, they are obviously very, very important. Uh, OKC Lady Force as well. And then you also get uh, Cali War, Austin Outlaws, Houston Energy, and Zydeco Spice. Um, so, you know, uh, I guess a little, almost similar to Cali in, in a lot of ways in terms of schedule.
6: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, with with the um, Zydeco Spice, you know, in the final week of the season, it, you know, Arlington kind of gets the, uh, you know, the, the benefit of the homecoming game opponent, you know. Um, and, you know, the Zydeco, they got to get their games too. So um, that that is what that is. I don't think anybody expect expects a uh, tough competition that last week between Arlington and the Zydeco. Um, but I kind of, you know, I look at the game with Houston, as sort of like the, their big game of of the season, I expect them to be expect Arlington to be three and one at that point. I don't expect them mm-hmm. to defeat Cali, um, although I think they're capable. They do have to travel again, like like we had just mentioned, they have to travel. That might hurt their numbers, um, and that might give Cali the edge. Um, I expect Arlington to, to defeat Austin. They should beat Oklahoma City. Although I recognize that Oklahoma City is an up-and-coming team, and um, you know they could be dangerous this year, and um, so I think I think when Arlington plays Houston um, in the next to the last week this season, I can really expect that to to be a decisive factor in things like playoff seating and qualification. Um, so I. Probably going to be like a very pivotal, pivotal game for both of those. Teams. It was a one score game 4 game last Mark, year too. It will be two. close.
1: I went four and two, so I gave them uh, the Cali War and the Houston losses. Everything else is a win, so I was like four and two basically. When I yeah, broke
6: down, it. I, I'm more leaning toward five and one. I think they might pull it out against okay. Houston, but that's clearly, you know, that's the that's the game that is kind of in question.
0: Mm-hmm.
6: Terry, Nevada. Um, you know
1: they got Malahai. Uh, we just talked to Alani Kamal. Obviously, she's ready for another season. Cali War. Then they get uh, Capital Pioneers, uh, um, which were very disappointing. We thought they were going to be really better in the playoffs, and they kind of let us down. Uh, Cali War, and then they get as uh, Arizona Empowerment, and then they get Malahai Blaze. We know that this is a rivalry, and you know Malahai Blaze in Nevada. Uh, So they get them at week one, and then they probably get them the last week of the season, which maybe just decide the playoff positioning.
0: Yeah, I I foresee uh, Nevada going four and two with the only losses to Cali War. It's just my Mm -hmm. opinion. I I, uh, am obviously familiar with the Mahe Blaze, and um, the rumor mill says their numbers haven't looked great this season. So based on that. Um, I think that's something to be noteworthy as far as how they match up against teams like Nevada. And so i give Nevada the edge in week one. Um, I think they'll, they'll lose to Kelly War. They can, they could, it could be a good game, but I think Kelly War is going to beat them by a margin. And then um, I, think, I think it's safe to say they'll take care of Capital Pioneers um, and Arizona Empowerment and the Mile High Blaze again. So I foresee them going 4-2 and with their only losses to Kelly War. So we'll see how close I am.
6: Uh, Mark, same sentiment. I agree. I think no. I think Malahai you know, has, I don't know, a fairly favorable schedule. You know what I'm saying. So I think mm-hmm. four and two is 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 um, is spot on. All right.
1: Um, we got Nate also in the house as well. Um, so let's talk about St. Louis here. Uh, so St. Louis is going to get Minnesota <laughs> off the block. DCD. Uh, they get Columbus, Chaos, Minnesota, Dallas, and DCD. So, uh, Nate, if you're look, if you're St. Louis, uh, all, almost all of them are winnable. If, if, if given, you know, if, if your roster is going to be offensively strong-minded like they've been in the past, I think that you know they're going to they're going to be very competitive. But I think they're they're winnable, and I predict that uh, they'll run the table if they can edge out all these teams.
3: Uh, agreed. I mean, like like you just said, you, you stated the biggest bullet point right there. If your roster is set and it is locked in, then they are all – I mean, <laughs> that's that's an impossible task for any team to try to overcome them. So, yeah, St. Louis can definitely run the table. I, I would agree with you on that. Guys, what do you think?
0: What do you think, Terry? I agree. I think the only, the only team that's a threat – no disrespect to anybody, but I think the only team that's really a threat to them is Minnesota Dixon based on their pedigree, but um, mm-hmm. I think Derby City, that it might mm-hmm. be a solid, a solid D2 team that'll give them a tough game, but um, St. Louis should win that. Columbus Chaos, same thing. Uh, Minnesota's really their only true test of the season, in my opinion, as far as caliber, And um, but they should take care of Dallas Elite and then uh, Derby City again. So It's pretty much uh, most likely running the table, if not maybe splitting with Minnesota, but that's that's uh we have to wait and see how good Minnesota looks this year. Ma uh, Right.
1: Mark Mark, D C D trap game for both both those matchups maybe? Or is it D C D looking forward to the, the pro competition?
6: Right. I, I you know, I don't I don't think D C D is gonna uh sneak up on Minnesota. I mm-hmm. I mean on Saint Louis. Those two teams yeah. they just know each other a little bit too well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's going to yeah. be any surprises, and I think St. Louis will win both of those games. But I, I do think, you know, Derby City uh, gets these two games to have that taste of, um, mm-hmm. you know, a pro competition. Um, that said, you know, I've talked to a few a few players on the St. Louis Slam, and um, they each of them, like, uh, independently of each other, expressed some disappointment with their schedule. I think they were hoping for... Um, a uh, a harder schedule, N- you know. No disrespect to the teams on the schedule. I think they were hoping to face more pro competition. You know, face maybe uh, Pittsburgh or you know Boston. Um, mm-hmm. As
0: has That's been what kind we're of all like
1: right, because you know, yeah, we got it got taken right. away from us. So we we thought maybe they'd get reshuffled back in, like Terry's mentioned last week, where you know uh, who doesn't want to see a Boston Saint a Boston Saint Louis in the Gateway matchup. I think everybody that, does. Yeah, everybody wants to see that. <laughs> um, uh, Nate, mile high, uh, they get Nevada. Sun City, they get Dallas. Uh, New Mexico, Benitas. The Rocky Mountain Thundercats. And then Nevada. So, um, I mean, the only m- the only competitive matchups here are obviously going to be Nevada. That's the only thing I think. Because I don't think Dallas Elite, unless they surprise us, at this point uh they haven't in two years so i'm assuming uh you know they're gonna yeah. it's a one two for a mile high if they if they you know they win the rest of the games
3: and they they could run that easily yet yeah. out of that entire schedule you know that we, we were just talking about you know with um in terms of pro matchups those are those are the only two pro matchups on that schedule. Again, like we've said with Diaz, others. No disrespect to the other teams, but
0: mm-hmm.
3: they got to be thinking that, much like St. Louis, they could have had a better schedule. I, I don't yep. doubt that at all.
1: Nah, Terry, uh, you know Dallas Elite. Unless they, uh, you know, they look great on social media right now, and they're busting their ass in the gym. Um, that would be the only other challenge, right? That would be uh, Nevada, Nevada, and Dallas. The three, the three pro matchups that Mahai would have to face. So uh, they're either going to go three and three, right, uh, at this point, or they might end up uh, two and four.
0: I would say it's between four and two and three and three. I think okay. um, I, I feel confident okay. that Nevada, Nevada Storm will edge them in both their matchups. The, the, the unknown is how much better is the Dallas League Mustangs. If they're quite a bit better, then you know, the game is in Dallas. So they could pull off the upset and beat the, the Blaze, but um, the other games aren't really ch- that challenging. So I, I expect them to take care of business against Sun City, New Mexico, and uh, Rocky Mountain Thundercats, who actually we're we're um, we're playing them this Saturday in a preseason game. So shout out to them for giving us the work for the Denver Bandits. Okay.
1: Yeah. Perfect. Thanks. So so it's a situation where you know they they got opportunity. I mean they could win everything in terms of uh, one touchdown or less than a touchdown to be competitive in in every game, and they could run the table technically, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it goes right, right? They could edge Nevada, and then if they get everybody uh, else uh, to win. I'm just yeah, saying if it goes it, right because we don't know. Yeah, And then Leilani, Leilani Kamal could explode. 43 could explode and make a difference, and we could have that. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Leilani, yeah, Leilani's a monster. Um, she's yep. one of my favorite players to watch, but – I mean, if they're having roster numbers, if they're having low attendance at practice and stuff like that, that's that's not something that you want to um,
1: be dealing with. playing both sides of the ball, that's not going to be yeah, very good for the season.
0: <laughs> doesn't work yeah, out very that's well. That's why I give,
1: yeah, that's why I the give them out the edge. Yeah. All right, uh, Nate, you have some uh, news that you want to disclose to us before we get out of here. We've got uh, about nine minutes, so let's get that out of the way and then uh, figure that out. What do we have?
3: Well, so just, just a little uh, – old school i kind of received a um a message from um i'm I'm assuming i know who it is because i've talked to him before but you know no names mentioned of course because lfl x league they're very you know secretive about what happens but um was just a little message reminder about keeping them separate and to look forward to uh the fact that with this new archive that they're doing, uh, if anybody has missed anything prior to 2013 in LFL and wants to kind of go back in time, they will, I guess from what I understand, be pulling the old MTV2 stuff out and putting it on YouTube. So So
1: it's a revamp of the YouTube. Um, I know uh, we talked about in the past uh, the halt on the the X-League apparently it has to do with legal matters. So I'm assuming he's taking Mm -hmm. the year off to deal with the legal matters. And that has to do with the old LFL days in terms of legal matters in California, from my understanding. So um, that's why some of the, um, some of the X-League players are playing in the WNFC, some of the WNFC or WFA teams keep conditioning. So when uh, the league does return and revamp from what I'm, from what I'm told, um, you know, it will resurface in 2024. That's most of the information that we got in. So we'll look, I guess we're going to look forward to yeah. the return of the X League. And, and then the, uh, the thing that always happens, right, uh, Nate, uh, Mortaza. Yeah. We're going to go global Germany, Europe. Come on. Quit that. Oh way. yeah. So quit it. it. Just doesn't work that way. <laughs> I don't it know. I don't know what he's way. taking, what amino acids he's on, what, what Mary's looking <laughs> at. Just not happening, bro. Just, just quit that. It's old. That's that. I it get so old. I I don't even know why he even why he even posts that stuff. You know, it's not happening. You're not gonna get there. I mean, uh, uh, figure out the markets first in 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 America before you decide that you're going to like branch out completely. Just not happening. He's,
3: he's not a happening little Mary Jane in
1: cigars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just come on. That's like you know this. That's getting old. You know what I mean? It's like uh, not not surprising anybody anymore. So it's not happening. No. So, uh, But no, as far just, as the players,
3: I mean, as far as the yeah. players, I'm, I'm super excited to see them in, in the other leagues and still striving and yeah. to succeeding to, to play the game. I mean, they, they're competitive, so, right? They right?
1: They want to get the conditioning. They need the conditioning. They need to not take a season off, that kind of deal. So yeah, it makes Absolutely. sense for them, too. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So uh, Mark, Terry, Nate, WFA Pro, American. Uh, so our uh, final standings here. Who will, take, who will go to Canton? Is it Cali War? Is it the Slam? Can Minnesota surprise us with the revamp schedule and roster and maybe edge it out and go there? So are they the three favorites is the question. So, Terry, let's start with you. Are they the three favorites or not?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I feel I fairly feel confident that it will be Cali War versus um, St. Louis in the, the American championship game. To go to the okay. National Championship. Now, who wins that game is really hard. To, it's a great question. Um, you know, As we know, from year to year, there's a lot of turnover with players and coaches. So you don't really know what you're going to see. Some teams have the luxury of having a certain pedigree to their name. So you, you can expect a certain you know, quality of football to be played. Um, but without actually seeing them play and seeing how these games play out and what the scores are and stuff, you don't really know how good Cali's going to be, how good St. Louis is going to be. And so without seeing them play, um, I can't really say who would, who's going to be in Canton, um, but I feel fairly certain that those would be the two, two teams uh, playing for, for that chance.
1: All right, Mark, got uh, uh, five minutes here. Do you, do you feel the same, or who do you feel like is going to be in that uh, conference, American conference before you get to Canton?
6: I feel pretty much the same as Terry does. Um, Mm -hmm. I would, I think, and if it comes to that, I would put my money on St. Louis to advance to the WFA pro national championship. Um, That said, I have a concern. Like I almost have to preface it by saying if St. Louis makes the playoffs, because as we learned last year, you know, you can have a good team, but with the, Massey's, you know, uh, kind yeah. of threw a wrench in the whole, whole yep. deal. And St. Louis's mm-hmm. schedule, as I mentioned, you know, the players weren't really high on the schedule because they wanted something more competitive. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, is, is it going to happen again? Is history going to repeat itself? So The Massey
1: effect um, is
6: always this,
1: like, <laughs> we can sit here and say, yeah, this is what they're going to do, but Massey can just, uh, you talked to the New York knockout. <laughs> I'll <laughs> tell you that
6: was not <laughs> not nice last year. You know, I don't think they want to <laughs> talk
1: about that Yeah, and yeah,
6: they, they got screwed not. big time. They got Still screwed. So subject. Nate,
1: do uh, you feel like the the Massies will screw <laughs> St. Louis, or at this point, that's what we're getting at right now?
3: Well, yeah. I mean, the, the words were just kind of. I was. I was just kind of thinking the same thing that was just said before. Is you know. We we see it all the time. Is we can sit here and we can say, you know, because because I'm on board with the fact that I, I could say it's 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 Cali St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Only the question mark is is does that that lack of tough schedule as the players feel play into if they do make the playoffs, if they run the board, or if they're you know four five and one, four and two, whatever. What does that Day, where where's their skill level going into a team that has had a much harder schedule and had the chance to build themselves up in the long run? So,
0: yeah.
3: I mean, I, I'm leaning more towards Cali on this, unless St. Louis can show that, you know, disaster won't strike twice, and they can actually come out of having a lesser season and come out in a dominant fashion.
1: Agreed. So, Massey's, oh, man, Do, you gotta love them, or you gotta hate them. That's literally how it yeah. works at the end of the season. <laughs> so you're cringing. You're cringing in week eight, right? If you're steamrolling everybody, you're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that.
0: <laughs> if mm-hmm. you're if you're
1: short games, you're like, oh crap, we're probably gonna get screwed. <laughs> oh my god. So WFA, interesting, interesting. You make the, every season interesting, and there are tears mm-hmm. at the end, and very and a, a lot of efforts. FUs at the end too, (laughs) and all the the, uh,
2: Facebook boards. Uh,
1: But uh, we're looking forward to uh, uh, next podcast. Thanks to Lilani Kamal coming on here, Amber Marcucci, and the uh, always the talented Luis Cook, Louis Cook of the DC Divas. Uh, For Nate Ward, uh, Mark Simone, Mm. Terry Lister of the Absent, Mackenzie Brooks, and Holly Custis, Oscar Lopez here. Don't forget 4:39 next week and every Tuesday. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple iHeart, and Spotify. Catch you guys here next week. Have a great night, everybody.